Welcome to the Be Real podcast. I am your host, Diana Gasparoni. I am a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her programs. Along with my amazing co-hosts, Anisha Salisbury and Divya Robin, each week we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists from various disciplines and schools of thought, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought-provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We will give you tips and insights to taking the next steps, or if you have already gotten in the door, to go deeper. Each week, we are going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions, reminding you that you are not alone. Mental health is my passion. I practice what I preach. I know that the struggle is real. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content, leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together and look underneath the surface and get real. Hi, this is Diana Gasparini, and I am the host of the Be Real podcast. I'm super excited today to have Anisha Salisbury with me, my co-host. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) So um, today we are going to really keep it real because we are launching a podcast on mental health in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, we are. We definitely have some rich material and stuff to talk about in regards to mental health right now, today. We are going to talk about what it's like to launch a podcast in a pandemic. <laughs> and also, <laughs> we're going to talk about what's happening in the world a little bit and how to take care of yourself a little bit better, things that you can do to um, stay focused, stay grounded, how to handle anxiety. Uh, anxiety is its a mass thing right now. It's not just in how to handle it internally. Um, and steps that you can take. First, I'm going to check in and see how you doing, Anisha. I am good. Um, I went outside early this morning. I got some fresh air. Uh, I talked to the people who are outside working. I was on the train. There wasn't as many riders. There were definitely some people still going about their day. So for me, I think that felt really good to know that there are a population of people who are going about their normal routines. So I appreciated seeing that because I was trying to do the same. So yeah, it felt really good. Awesome. Yeah, I did something similar this morning. I definitely kept to my routine, went out for a walk, took monkey out. We took a nice long walk and enjoyed the sunshine and came back and now getting started here with you, which is super exciting. Let's see, where should we even begin? So I think that I know that as we were like planning this episode, and we were trying to figure out just where to start, we were thinking about the different different levels of feeling and thought that went into starting the podcast and sort of like how that is kind of weirdly translating into what's going on (laughs) in the world today, which is kind of weird, but that we're going to pull that all together. But there was this idea and this movement, right? And this is obviously starting a podcast is a positive thing. And a pandemic is not necessarily a positive thing (laughs) at all. But how we took our roles and figured out what we were going to do. And then like, you had some anxiety and some (laughs) (laughs) trepidation at the beginning. And like, suddenly you caught in and you you're grounded. And I was like, Oh, my God, let's do this. We got this. And then like a couple episodes in, I'm like, 
Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I might feel well, it caught up to me what we were actually doing and I got a little bit nervous. Can we just sort of like go back and forth a little bit about how we how I'm trying to make this crazy connection and what is going on? <laughs> so when I think about um, starting a podcast, the thing about you is that when you get an amazing idea, you pretty much act on it pretty quickly. So you come to me, you know, a couple of days like, hey, I'm thinking about starting this podcast and I'm super excited. And then all of a sudden it's on the website already and you have a producer and then you're sitting, sending out um, invites. And I'm like, wow, this is going really, really fast. And so I was pretty anxious in the beginning. So when I think about what's going on right now in our country is that in the same way, it just happens so fast, right? Right. And so one day it felt like this was not something that would be impacting me directly, right? It felt like, oh, that's something abroad. Like that's something in another country. Although we know that, you know, as people, we go from country to country visiting and I understand that, but it just felt like it wasn't too close to home. Mm -hmm. And then rapidly, just like you, you know, you act, you have a producer. So then it's like, okay, there's someone in the United States who has it, right? And then it just kept moving and moving and moving until where we are today, right? Where mm -hmm. we live in New York City and we have 421 people infected. So just seeing how things can move very quickly and we don't always have control how fast they move <laughs> and how to deal with that when you don't That's, have that control. Right. That was a great way to put it. I think that in, in looking at how we got this up and running and we, I came to you and I had an idea and like, boom, 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 boom. And I fall, <laughs> I like started all of these things, but then now I have to sit still because like all the things are in place and as we're sitting still and the things are in place, I have to be more grounded. And then maybe the anxiety of what we're doing, not, not that I'm, it's a negative anxiety, but that I use that feeling to like get things done. And then when I have to sit still and like be in the seat and then things shift a little bit <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. Now, sitting and going back and forth, we've sort of reversed roles, right? Like you have all the information that you need because I've given you the information and you feel more comfortable. And now I have to take care of that on my end and like figure it out. And fortunately for us, we have an amazing producer who's really helping me keep it together. Hi, Don. Don is actually here, guys. <laughs> Hello, ladies. How are we? <laughs> and that is how he starts every conversation and that is so helpful <laughs> so sometimes like especially now when you think about it you need to know that somebody is really there supporting you and taking care of you and we feel very comfortable that don is doing that and he does it with that very soothing voice and he keeps us very together and very grounded that's been super helpful. Uh, and how, how are we doing on the starting the podcast on? You ladies are doing fantastic. It's funny because every client that I ever work with that starts a new podcast is always super anxious, super excited, but they also don't know how to, to, to start. I mean, the, the first question that you asked me was, what do we do? How do we start this? <laughs> What's the first thing? And so I think... And and here's the thing. It's scary if if you're looking at the whole picture instead of the first step. And I think right. I think that's where we are with things. You know, the information that we we get is an education. So that helps us lose lose that anxiety that we have. 
So mm-hmm. my job as your producer is to educate you on why we start things. So the first thing we talked about is how do you have an episode come together? We right. have to have a general idea of what that episode's going to be about, what we're trying to get from it. So then we have that beginning, we have the end, and then we have the middle part. And I think you ladies can understand this really well because it's the same thing how we talk about therapy. Mm-hmm. Identify the problem, get to where we're going to go, and how we're going to get there. And so that's that's where we're going with this. And I think without those things, and you ladies are doing the same thing I'm doing as a producer, you're cultivating that conversation. You're a you're a guide and getting them to where they need to go. And so this is where we're at. And so a podcast is is kind of a great analogy for what we're dealing with now um, mm-hmm. because we're scared and we don't know what's going on. And it's our jobs to educate everyone in how to get there. And that's what we're doing here today. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing analogy. Uh, there was one thing in there and then I got all excited about what a, how wonderful it is to have a podcast producer who's also a mental health advocate and like can really like pull that all together for us. It was amazing. But I think the beginning, middle and end is something that is important for us right now because we are in a time where we don't, first you're here two weeks and you're like, oh no, it's three weeks. Oh, it's two months. Oh, it's six months. Like We don't have a beginning, middle and an end, which causes so much extra anxiety. So how to live each day, because our day are most of our lives have been pretty disrupted, right? Like we, some of us will be working from home. Some of us may have to continue to commute and what that's going to be like and those feelings like getting on subways, getting on buses, going into offices, all those different factors and how to really take care of yourself. And so I know that for my, in my work that I'll be doing with my people over the next couple of weeks, it's really like cultivating a beginning, middle and end of the day, especially for people who are not used to working at home. What do you think, Anisha? It's interesting because that started for me last week, right? With my clients that came in talking about the beginning, middle and end of their day, right? Mm -hmm. Either they're working from home or they're not working at all. Because, you know, if you have people out here who have some people with hourly wage jobs, you know, they might not be working at all. You think about the NBA, totally shut down. So you have all these arena workers who are not working at all, right? Like, so how to help people have a routine and a structure to their day. So I was doing a lot of that last week because everything feels unknown to this person, right? Like I'm not used to being home all day long, right? Like I'm used to working. You know, I have a nine to five, a nine to six, whatever my day is like, I know what I'll be doing roughly. But what does it feel like to not know what you'll be doing for say eight to 10 hours a day? It can feel really scary, really anxiety inducing for a lot of people. So a lot of the work last week was just trying to help people figure out like, what are my days going to look like, right? Like, how am I going to take care of myself? How are we going to ease the anxiety? And so kind of we went, you know, just kind of hour by hour for some people. And it was very helpful from what I understood. That's amazing. And it's a great way to look at it. I mean, I definitely know that I've given some tips on like, and I've done this over the over years too, but like, what is it? What does it look like too? Because you have this outside thing that feels very negative, but you have to like get up and 
do your job or work at home or take care of your kids or whatever it is that you're going to be doing from home. So how to keep structure in that day. It wasn't a psychoanalytic tip that I got (laughs) years ago, but it was, there was a, I went in one of my, in my first career, I went to fashion school and I remember one of my professors told me to get up every day, get dressed, put your lipstick on like you were and going to go out and face the world. So I tend not to put on lipstick every day, but I do get up and get dressed every day. And I make sure that I like am dressed for work. So I know when I'm working from home, I keep my shoes on in my house because (laughs) I keep my shoes on at work. And then (laughs) it is having that regularity because you get up and you get dressed and you put your shoes on to leave your house is something that will help you change your mindset right? Or just sort of move you into the next step of your day. If you get up and you keep your pajamas on and you keep your sneakers on and you keep your slippers on, you're maybe you're not ready for work or like how if it's if it's not in your day, if this isn't your thing, like if working at home isn't your thing, then you have to like regroup and figure out what to do. How um, and maybe that's maybe that's not what you're going to do. But it's a good idea to like, just put your shoes on. I got my shoes on today. So <laughs> that's interesting when you talk about just regrouping and pivoting. That's what a lot of this is about, right? So right. even for us being on the podcast, right? Like we might discuss this is what the podcast is going to be about. And it is about that like overarching topic, but all of these other things kind of come up, right? And we have to pivot and, you know, kind of be able to be present and be in the moment. And I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's what they're trying to do. They're like, okay, this is not my routine. How do I still be present, be in the moment and not kind of have all of these thoughts and all of these fears about not doing what I, I normally do? What does that feel like to not do what you normally do? How does that right. throw you off in some way? And it's, it is going to bring up a lot more thoughts, right? It's going to bring up negative and positive thoughts, but your mind will get made. Things will get bigger or you might be pushing thoughts out of the way and they might be, it might be in your body. So you might feel a little bit different. I personally think it's a great time if you don't have a meditation practice to start some sort of quiet meditation practice, just even if it's for like three minutes, just so that you can just have a moment to yourself where you sit and you breathe and you feel where you are so that you can then move into the next phase of your day, whatever that is, so that you can like see different parts of your day in a different way or know or have a sense of safety in your body. If you can just breathe for just, and I mean, really literally sit for three minutes. You don't like, if you've never done it before, don't <laughs> let's, not, let's not jump out for 30. Let's just like sit for three and feel like, see what that feels like. And because we have smartphones, there are many, many, many meditation apps. <laughs> if you need some extra help. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There are many, many, many meditation apps. But that is that is one thing that I think I know has helped me personally. And I've definitely seen the effects on it of meditation as many people have. And now is such a good time to like really feel comfortable and safe in the body. And then I also think that like it's a really good time to find ways to be more grounded. Again, I do that with my shoes on (laughs) Um, (laughs) because it helps me feel more grounded. I think that like keeping your shoes on at some point can help. And also like I also enjoy being barefoot, but on specific (laughs) <laughs> specific surfaces 
I feel that that's helpful. But like in that breathing and pausing before you react, we're inundated with the media right now. So most of us, if we have the opportunity, if we're working from home or we're even if we're commuting, we're getting all of these messages from outside. We're getting messages from the news. We're getting we're reading the newspaper. We're listening to podcasts like this, right? Like what what are we taking in? for our news, how much of it we're taking in and what we're doing with it. So if you find that like you're having like a physical reaction or that you're repeating things right away, or you notice that it's getting like all ramped up, like maybe shut off the news. Yeah, we need to really be mindful of the excessive exposure to the media um, coverage. Also, some of us on our phones, we have, you know, all of the news apps, right? And we, and we get all of the notices, right? And it just kind of pops up. So a lot of people out here are like that. Some people, their TV is on CNN all day long. My partner, at times, if you allow him, it will be just on CNN. And I'm just like, this is too much for me to handle, right? Just all day news, all day news. So I think that, you know, if you are home to definitely be mindful of news coverage, like maybe you make a decision. I'll watch it in the morning and I'll watch it midday. So it doesn't impact how I sleep at night, right? Like, cause some people, they can watch the news and they go to sleep and then they having dreams and they having all of these thoughts and feelings around what they've heard. So I think it's basically up to you guys to figure out what works. And if you do feel like you are overwhelmed in any way, limit it. I mean, maybe it's twice a day, maybe it's three times, figure out how you're going to do it. But I think it's definitely important for you to think more about that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Being monitoring what you're taking in and also remind yourself that you can go outside. Yes. You've been asked to stay home, but not in your house. You can go outside. So social distancing, right? Did I get it right? Social distancing is really, it doesn't, it needs to stay separate. And we have been asked to stay in our homes, but we can't, we, we have to move and we have to go outside. It's where it's mandatory <laughs> to, our, to our mental health and well-being. The social distancing is around crowds. Right. Right. So yes, maybe you shouldn't be in a crowd of 200 people, but that's what the grocery stores are looking like right now. So right. maybe you can't, you can't help that. But like I was telling someone recently, I was like, hey, if you're going to be working from home, what if you call the friend who's also working from home, right? Maybe you guys work from home in the same space. So when you take a break for lunch, you take it together, right? You still have that connection to the outside world. You don't feel like you're totally isolated from everyone. So, you know, just kind of thinking ways, thinking of ways that you can still be connected to your loved ones and your friends while you are in some ways trying to self quarantine as well, right? Cause that's another thing is self quarantining and social distancing. We're hearing a lot of messages just trying to figure out. Right. And just what the, when you hear the words, what do they mean? I mean, as soon as you hear quarantine, you, it has no positive connotation to it. So it you induces anxiety and panic. Just the, just the language itself. And the language that's being used is language that is going to make you anxious. How to enjoy it. I know I'm a big Instagram fan. I like to scroll Instagram. Okay. So to <laughs> see, to see some of the things that people are doing to really take care of themselves is wonderful. Like it's such a good time to like use essential oils and take a bath and relax and read a book. If you can organize your kitchen. I mean, it's funny that things that, okay, so we're always super busy, especially like American society, right? It's like work, 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 work is our 
Now you might have a little bit more downtime than you normally do. I'm pretty sure there's all of these things maybe around your house that you wanted to take care of that you can actually do now, right? Like, so there are some relaxation things I think that are super important, but I think also organization helps a lot of us in a lot of different ways. So maybe you take some time to organize some things in your home that could be super helpful. That's a great idea. I know that my closet needs a quick revamp, <laughs> right? Like it always does this time of year, a little spring cleaning. How to use the time that you're home to take care of yourself and also get the work done that you need to get done and take time to nurture in the time. I mean, I'm thinking of what it must be like when you don't have to make that commute. Yeah. Especially us in New York, right? So it's like, oh, we don't have to, I get to work from home and I don't have to get on the subway. That's kind of a gift, right? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so it's, if you can think of it as like a gift, like this morning, I don't have to get on the subway and I can work from home. And like, how can I then create community so that I can see people? Yeah. Right. You spend time with your coworkers. You spend time with other with your friends from school. All of those things. You do that and socialize. So you have to take the time out of your day to make sure that you're going to socialize. But just and it will take. A, and here's the thing: it's going to take a minute to structure this into your life. I know for us, we have pretty structured schedules because of the way that we work. So whether we're working from home or we're in the office, we want to. Our days will be easier to structure, but we also will have more free time. Yes. And I think that just speaking about what it means to have your life disrupted, because that's what it is for a lot of people. It's a disruption. Right. Yes. And what does that feel like to, to deal with a disruption that you have no control over, you didn't ask for, you know, but you just have to roll with the punches. For me, as someone who, you know, tries to have a lot of structure and routine, not only because it's the way that I work, right? And I see people, you know, kind of on the hour, I have to have it. But just for me personally, to have it means it means a lot to me. And so as a therapist, I do have a therapist. And so mm-hmm. for right now, and a teacher not, that says I have a therapist. Right? <laughs> she has not sent any emails around her not being in. And last week when I saw her, she assured me that she would be there. So I appreciate still having that part of my day, that structure, right? That routine. And I want to keep that up as much as possible, which is why both of us as therapists will be in our offices seeing people, right? Because we want to let people know that we're here. Like we're still here. There's parts of your day, there's parts of your week that doesn't have to change. Let's figure out the other parts of your days and the other parts of your week don't have to change either. Right. Um, I know that we in the background, Be Well, have been really working. And I know that other uh, group practices like ours and other therapists and my own therapist have been setting up. I mean, I'm having my first telehealth session in (laughs) 30 (laughs) years. (laughs) <laughs> my first telehealth session on Monday and uh, for my own my own personal mind. And that was an interesting conversation to have with her because I, I had made the decision personally to work from home this Monday. I will be in the office on Wednesday, but that I wanted to mirror behavior for both my patients and the staff that were, I want you to take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others. It's sort of the oxygen mask theory. Like you have to be able to take care of yourself in order to take care of the person next to you when you're on the plane. So same thing. It was such a funny back and forth with her because she's like, I think I'm going to be in my office. And I'm going to take my phone calls from here. And I was like, I think that's a great idea. And I will be calling in. And I want to be able to purse the, it was twofold. 
I wanted to mirror. And I also wanted to have that experience of what it would be like to have a telehealth session so I can really empathize with my patients. So that is something that is I'm eager to experience on Monday as well. So um, we are set up for telehealth. It took us, we checked everything out and we made sure that that the people who are interested in telehealth could have telehealth services and that the people who wanted to come into the office and wanted to keep that relationship in the room, we made sure that we were available for that as well. And I know that that has been something that I have seen other therapists and other group practices do. And I think that in this moment in time, it's very important. We we want you, anybody who's listening, to know that therapists are available to you and they are making they're doing every effort that they can, especially here at Be Well, to make sure that we can give you and be available for you for the services that you need right now. So that's exciting. It's exciting to me that we have this option, right? I think you don't want to break up that relationship in this moment for sure. I think for me is is also important because I don't want this to paralyze people, right? And so Mm -hmm. for them to know that I'm here either via phone, uh, via video or in person, I feel good about being in the room. And so for me working for, for you, I appreciate you sending out emails and kind of just really checking on the therapist to see like, how are you guys feeling, right? Because we are human as well. Um, and we have all these thoughts and feelings that might be going through our heads around being in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> so right. letting us know that if you feel like you need to, you know, social distance yourself or like not come to work, but, you know, be available via phone or video that you have that option. And so I will be sending out some emails today, you know, to my clients who I'm seeing next week to let them know that, listen, if you do need video because you don't feel comfortable, that um, that is available for you. So I just think it's so important in what we do and how we in some ways take care of others that we also take care of ourselves. Yeah, it's very important. And it's good. They need and also your patients need to know that you're taking care of yourself. Like they want that. Like it's really important. Like you, you're doing it for them. And they want to know that you are taking care of yourself. So I am happy to know that you are sending emails this weekend. (laughs) I'm happy to know that for sure. And again, we're, we're all taking it day by day. So what is what is the one thing that you're going to do today to celebrate the day? And then what is the thing that you might do tomorrow to celebrate the day? And like have this morning, my celebration of the day was I checked out this <laughs> French, this uh, French bakery that I've been meaning to try. And I'm super excited. And I brought like a snack plate of all the different, <laughs> which, and the thing is, is I don't, you know, like sweets are my thing, but I was like, I'm going to get this snack plate of croissants, chocolate, almond, chocolate, almond, plain um, pretzel. And then there was another one. And I was like, yep, I'm going to have this, 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 and this, and I'm just going to check it out and I'm going to try it. That was my celebration for today. And that made me super happy. And I'm going to think of something to do again tomorrow. And like each day I'm going to like build in something that is like new and adventurous, but I'm also going to rest. And I encourage people to take this time to really like slow down and rest, right? Especially because we're being, the anxiety is heightened by the media, by the not knowing, right? So Anisha, what are you going to do to rest? Well, for me, I definitely want to get back to the basics. It would be get enough sleep, right? Um, Eat well exercise, 
So for me, that's kind of where I want to be. At times, I don't get a lot of rest because I'm always busy working on something or another. So for me, I think it will be resting. But I am going to go out to dinner with a friend who I haven't seen in some time because it is very important for me to still support the local businesses. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I am comfortable with being out and about, then why wouldn't I want to patronize someone's restaurant who probably needs people to still come out? Right. Because even though it feels like we're stuck and things have stopped. It has not stopped. Everything is continues to go. And so um, I want to make sure that I'm out there um, patronizing businesses and, you know, helping other people out in some way. So I will be going to dinner tonight to a restaurant I've never been to. So I'm excited about that. And I think I'm excited too. Great. Yeah. I love new restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I totally love new restaurants. Um, I am also suggesting in the moving, right? If like you're thinking, I don't want to go to this class or this studio or to the gym right. and that all. And again, you want to check in on your own anxiety level and where you are and what it feels like in your body, right? For some people, it's going to be cool. You're going to go in, you're going to continue your same routine. It's going to be fine for other people. You're going to be like, yeah, maybe not so much. And it's your choice and it's totally cool. And there's, um, I know again, back to Instagram, <laughs> back to Instagram. Cause I have my phone. One of my favorite yoga studios is going to be streaming their classes online for the first time. Like it's also, wow. they'll be like, new, and you can, you can get these things all the time you might it just not might it may not well i'll get that out it may not be <laughs> hold on a minute i'm definitely gonna get that out it may not be how you would do it two weeks ago but as my favorite word of the day that you keep using is pivot as you pivot in this environment which i really like it's like a full pivot this might be something that you do for yourself and maybe you have your one or two friends come by and like you have a yoga class in your home and then Maybe you have some tea or something, but whatever the case may be. And like you enjoy, you enjoy each other. You enjoy your time together. You feel more grounded. You're in your body and keep your therapy appointment for the week for sure. And maybe it's a time that you want to reach out. Maybe you've been thinking about therapy and you were like, nah, I wasn't ready. But maybe now there's, it's time. Maybe this might be the trigger. Feelings have come up. Right? <laughs> it definitely has brought up some feelings. It would be surprising if you didn't have new feelings. If reaching out to a therapist right now is something that you're interested in, I absolutely recommend it. And I recommend that you find a therapist that will offer telehealth if you're not ready to be in the room with new people, mm -hmm. right? Which is also, I think, something that is in the back of the mind, right? Like we want to be around people that we trust and that we know. And we see it on the streets and we see like that is another level of what's happening is that like if we know the other person and we know their habits and we know that they've washed their hands and we know that they're carrying hand sanitizer, we know that there are people, that's cool, right? And like there's safety in that, but like making a new relationship in this moment might not be the first line of defense, but it may be a necessary line of defense. So if you can meet that person like over a video so that you can get comfortable and then be in the office when you feel more comfortable traveling, I think that that was something that I am hoping people will take advantage of at this time. And I think that in a time like this, I'm hearing that, um, you know, telehealth is trying to, well, insurance companies are make, trying to make sure that therapists are able to do telehealth. So I think right. that is super important. 
Yeah, I, it is. Um, it's a newer, I mean, it's been available. It's definitely a newer way to work together. I mean, I'm a big, big, big fan of being in the room. As I just said, it is my first, it will be my very first telehealth session on Monday. I mean, being in the room with a therapist is always the best way to go. I mean, being in connection with people and being in the same room with them is always better to me than the separation because it allows you to communicate and get in a different way and it's more robust and it's more real you can get a physical feeling when you're in the room together but this is a very also telehealth is a very 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 good way to get started if you need to right now and a lot of people at this point um the internet has been the thing for them that's how they connect to others via video or on some type of social media site so maybe for some people out there this will feel very normal for them actually and maybe feel more comfortable who knows glad that we're talking about it more and more and that people know that they have options right like that you don't only have to go into a room right like if you're not ready like you said you have another option and maybe when you are ready you can but for right now we can we can meet you where you are right that's like the first tenet of social work right you meet someone where they are <laughs> so if they are not ready to come in just yet i'm going to meet you at that restaurant if that's where you're going to be no that's it. okay <laughs> So, so ladies, <laughs> hey Don. Hey, how's it going? I actually it's have cool. a question for the two of you. Okay, now, cool. Um, do you think it's a two-part question, by the way? So, do you think that people should give themselves a pass or give themselves permission to be okay with one being feeling guilty that they're having this extra anxiety, and two that and when I say give themselves permission that it's okay to have that extra anxiety, it's okay to feel a little guilty that let's say for the two of you that you've, you're thinking about your, your clients, but you're also thinking about your loved ones and how to service them and how to still be there, but care about your well-being. Did the two of you at any time feel guilty for even having that thought in the back of your head? And if somebody does feel that way, how should they deal with it? Well, I, I, I can start. <laughs> I'm going to answer that question. I had uh, I had some conflict on how to take care of all of my therapists, all of the patients, and myself at the same time. And as I looked at the landscape of what was happening, I felt a lot of guilt about having to ask people to go to work, and then really had to like sit and make a decision that to help make the decision to move to not go, right? I think that like how and in that conflict, knowing who we are as providers to people, I wanted to make sure that we were available for people. And knowing that we had the telehealth telehealth as an option is amazing, but how we also have to like take the temperature on all of the patients and also be available for new patients should they want to come in and how to take care of myself and all of it. So I was feeling a little bit guilty in in how I was going to take care of myself in it all because I needed to take care of myself in order to make these decisions. Again, back to putting on the the mask first. In the feeling in the feeling when you have it, the thing about feelings is they they tend not to be facts. And also <laughs> that um is there is there another feeling opposite of the guilt, right? Like, are you having more, if you took care of yourself, 
and you put yourself first, would you be able to take care of this other person better? Would you be able to be more productive while you're working at home? Would you be able to be better at or more ready for? Is The guilt is an old feeling. We're, we're all anxious. Um, there is a level of anxiety with an unknown that, and we want to be able, everybody is looking for an answer that no one has. Like when, when's it, when is it going to be okay? Like, so we have to find a way to be okay in, it is okay, right? We are okay. You are okay. Like that is. It's okay to be okay. It's okay that you don't feel okay. Right. Like that might be a thing too. Right. Like, yeah, like I'm dealing with all of the anxiety and it doesn't feel great, but it's okay to be in that space because it is a pandemic, which is a crisis. (laughs) Right. Which could be traumatizing. (laughs) So. So how do you not have that feeling? For me, I'm just trying to figure that out. You can't, it, I don't think you can not have, you can't not have a feeling. Somebody says pandemic and you're like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> right, life as usual. You need some time to right. sit with it, I think. And, and so if there is a little guilt that comes with it. Like, so for me, I will say I had to think about, okay, how do I go to work? If that is what I decide to do, because I also want to make sure if the message is for us to social distance, am I doing my part, right? To, as they say, to flatten the curve, (laughs) you know, of it spreading, right? Like, so I had to think about my responsibility and all of that, right? But I also had to think about my responsibility to others, my responsibility to myself, my responsibility to others. Yes, I have two aging parents, right? Like, so, and I'm from a really big family. So there's a lot of phone calls that have to go out to be like, like, oh, if you have to work, do you need me to go to the groceries for you? Right. right. Like if, it, you know, my sisters who have kids, like, what do you need from me? One kid will be out of school because her school is closed. How can I help? Right. Like, so mm-hmm. trying to make sure also that I don't spread myself too thin. So I think that that has to be a part of it. Right. Like, so for people who do have families and work and friends and all of the responsibilities that you think about yourself first, and then how can you help? And if you can't do it all, this may be the time to call on your community, right? Because we all have a community of friends and, and family and people who are there for us. So maybe this is a time to call on people for a little bit of help and not to feel, um, you know, like, oh, I should be super strong, right? Like I shouldn't need any help. No, call your friends, talk to them about what it feels like if you are self-quarantining, what it feels like to need to social distance, what it feels like for a social person like me to maybe not be able, you know, to hang out with people. So all of those things, I just want people to understand that um, there is going to be a need to talk about it to get it out of your head you should not just be sitting with all of this alone yeah so there's a little bit of guilt that happens it's okay but we do have to move past it that's the thing about anxiety it motivates us to act not always negative sometimes it motivates us to act i think what we're gonna (laughs) does motivate us to act so in that we are act we are pausing and acting mindfully and Mm -hmm. that we are allowing ourselves to put ourselves first yeah um we're resting, we're moving, we're breathing, we're finding the win in every day, <laughs> just a little win and take all of our tips, really slow, to, slow down the news and chunk it out by day and listen to the language and piece out the negative language and see what we can, like some of it we can't replace, but we're, we've got like big words that are being thrown out at us. And so yeah. like how, big ones that are, and it's big and it's bigger than us. 
So just the individual. So take the time to really slow down, take care of yourself, enjoy your people, enjoy the people that you love, spend time with them. You'll be close. Hopefully <laughs> some of you will be really <laughs> close in with them. And Maybe. I think we'll, we'll probably circle back on this conversation because it is, we will circle back and talk about what it is going to be like communication wise with partners, with families, with, with kids around this time to uh, really talk about like, how to keep the conversation progressive and moving, but we're going to save that for another episode Okay, because we could stay here all day. (laughs) We're going to circle back on that one. And so we want you to take care of yourself. We want you to reach out to a therapist, Be Well Psychotherapy if you need us, bewellpsychotherapy.com. We're waiting for you. And do all the things that you can do. Join us on our Facebook group and make sure that you ask us questions. And if you need any help, if you need any questions answered, we're going to get to you. That's how we're going to end today. But I think Anisha's got two questions for us. Well, I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, okay. Good. Really quickly, really quickly to my parents. Yeah, just really quickly to my parents. As far as you dealing with your kids, just reassure them that they're safe. I think that's super important. Let them talk about their worries. Um, share your coping skills, whatever they are, you know, let them know. And then always know that they are watching you. So try to be a model for them and also limit their exposure to news as well. I know we've been talking about the adults, but we have to figure, you know, understand that the kids are somewhere listening and somewhere watching and also just constantly create a routine and a structure for them. So I just didn't want us to leave without saying that to our parents out there or our guardians and caregivers who are dealing with children. Thank you, Anisha. That was wonderful. (laughs) And I also want to say one thing that I keep meaning to say at the end of at the end of these uh, launch episodes that I really want to give a shout out. So this is this is going to be it. But this is a shout out to my sister Nikki. So my sister Nikki <laughs> sponsored the beginning of this podcast, and I just want you to know it means so much to me and to us and what we're going to bring it out in the world. And a big huge shout out to my sister Nikki. We're gonna are we going to do the two questions? Yeah, I can give you one. Why don't we're we go, go with one, one question? Go All one. right, do it. You know what? I got a better way. Let's throw these two questions out to Dawn. Dawn is oh, our guest yes. today. Hey, hey. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's what we're going to do. My mic stopped working. Oh, Dawn. <laughs> all right, Dawn. So let all the listeners know what is your favorite 90s jam? <laughs> yeah. Good old 90s. So wait a minute. Can this be a, a multi-answered question? I'm not sure how you do that, but go for it. <laughs> well, if... If I am trying to talk to a lady, it's going to be anything by Boys to Men. <laughs> okay. Um, or Keith Sweat. Um, okay. If, if I'm working out, it would definitely be anything by Salt and Pepper. Ooh, okay. 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 And my favorite song was by Young MC. Um, it was, uh, oh man, what is hey, it? Why can't I remember this song? I can't remember. I know I how can, you speak. Yeah. It's, um, just bust. I think it's bust a movie. Is it bust, bust a movie? movie. Yeah. 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 It's one of my favorites. Yeah. And my son actually found a song by too short. I wish uh-huh. it was a little bit taller. He loves that song. I would say multi-dancer. That would be, that would be it. So. <laughs> and, and one more. Have okay. you ever dined and dashed, Don? Oh, we're going with the dine and dash. Okay. Ooh. Dine and dashed. Um, <laughs> Come on, Don. Oh, man. You guys want me to lose my security clearance. Um, <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, well, I was a starving college student. So I think 
mm-hmm. wasn't more of a dine and dash. It was more of a, a family ordered a big meal and I took it instead of the two tacos that they got. So, <laughs> I don't know, is that dine and dash? I mean, you did switch the rule. Yeah, switcheroo. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So um, I would say yes, that would that would be my only um, dine and dash. Not really a dine and dash, but yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Don. Thank you, ladies. Great episode today. Okay. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. And um, we will see you next time on Be Real. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.